Patrick Pooch from the Carlton Footy Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Roy Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club. This is Matt Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Number eight in the 50 most relevant. Two-time Premiership player, two-time Norm Smith medalist. He's going to be one of the greats when we look back in time from a footballing perspective. I'm talking about Dustin Martin. To help me talk about him, I had to get one of our Tiger panel members to get on board. Hello, Fox. How are you, mate? Good, AMJ. Is there anyone bigger than Dusty? Well, I don't think there's many players that are bigger or better or can do what Dustin Martin does. He is an absolute sensational footballer. And the only reason people don't like him is outside of his haircut, and that's a fair enough reason, uh, is purely because he's not in their team. He is a phenomenal footballer. And we have been gifted from a fantasy footy perspective a whole heap of good news when late of 2019, when Champion Data released the positions for all of the formats, we got good news because now we can choose Dustin Martin in our fantasy footy sides as a forward. Last year, not as strong a year as previous years, but still very good, and we'll get to that in just a moment. I know, Norm Smith and a Premiership medal, it's a pretty good year. But the 28-year-old Tiger is DPP eligible this year, mid-forward. And last year, his best AFL fantasy score came against the Adelaide Crows. It was a 140 in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. While Supercoach, it was a 138 in not a bad game, that one for sure. He is average, just missing the ton marker in Super Coach. Super coach. Look at that, Super Coach in by point one. Uh, while in AFL Fantasy, just over the 97 marker. In AFL Fantasy, he is going to set you back around about 720,000, just over the 700,000 marker in DT, while he's under $550,000. When we do look back at the season of Dustin Martin Fox. Look, it ended incredibly well for Dusty and in 21 other Tigers and for over 100,000 fans, that's for sure. But there were parts and pockets of the season that those that maybe started with Dustin Martin weren't thinking it was heading their way. Yeah, the the Tigers had a pretty tough year last year, uh, especially covering injuries. Uh, They were quite depleted. Cochin missed uh, round 4 to 10. Yeah. Uh, he went 19 and missed 19 to 22. We had Rewald missing most of the year. Uh, three to five, Round 3 to 5 and 7 to 16. And Tom Lynch was very underdone early on as well. Yeah, so it was, certainly was. And, and for... wasn't Sorry, mate. Yeah, it wasn't, a full, it wasn't a full strength Tiger team. No, pretty much up until sort of round 15 onwards, and even then it wasn't quite full strength. Uh, they really did time their run beautifully. Some may say they were aided by the fixture, and maybe that be the case, but you've still got to do what they did to come back from losing arguably one of the great key pillar defensive players of ever, let alone the modern era in Alex Rance. Losing your key forward weapon in Jack Rewalt and the skipper out for months of the season, let alone the other injuries they suffered, you know, full credit to them for being able to do that. But if you did start Dustin Martin, look, round one, you would have been 
you would have been okay. A little underwhelmed, maybe, but you would have been okay. That 81 in Dream Team and Fantasy, he was value. That's for sure, coaches thought, at the start of the year. And that was because he was coming off a seasonal average for Dustin Martin, uh, just off the back of a 92 in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, and a 103.8 in Supercoach. That's because the year prior, he was right near that 119 in AFL in Supercoach and a 113 in AFL Fantasy. That was his Brownlow year, and he could not have played any better. So coaches were thinking, entering into 2019, Dusty's got value. But with just two tons up until round eight, some might have been a little bit hesitant around it. However, as the year went on, the tons started to rain in, and especially from round 9 to round 15. If you timed it nicely with Dustin Martin, then, my friends, you got on a good thing. Here's what he managed to deliver during those few weeks. 135, 109, 105, 102, 140, 128 in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. In Supercoach, 128, 92, 113, 97, 108, and a flat line ton. He had some great scores to the end of the year, but if you timed it just right, man, did you get some value from the middle third to the back third of the year. Yeah, those kickers are music to my ears, MJ. As as they should be, too. And what I love about Dusty is he is the complete package is he is so damaging in and around the ball that when he's going to win the clearance you just know he's going to be doing everything possible and not many can stop him he averaged 11 contested possessions last year of his 25 seven score involvements uh, just the two tackles but again he's winning the ball more than he's trying to defend it four clearances and six inside 50s and if he's not damaging enough in and around the contest, it's then when he's been given times where either by need or by design, he's isolated inside forward 50. You either put a tall on him and he exposes them for speed on the ground or you match someone that can match him for speed on the ground and he just exposes them in body-for-body body contest and overall with his aerial ability. Just just such a good player. Yeah, Absolutely. And what about the 137? The 137, um, you know, in the grand final. In Supercoach, yep. Yeah, he hardly brought up a sweat, pretty much. It it wasn't like a 137 game, was it? It You know, he he just did what he had to do, you know, he just... And and just piled those points on. Yep, four goals, 22 touches. He pretty much beat GWS in his own. Yeah, that's that's why I I can't not start him in Supercoach. Absolutely can't start him. I reckon it, I reckon he gets off to a, a good start, and I think he will. I think he I think um, he might have got a little pressure from last year. It wasn't a bad year, but he may feel that he had a bad year. I know he'll be absolutely spewing that he didn't get AA at yes. all Australian. Uh, Danger got the half forward flank, and I think that will gripe him. You know, tremendously inside, and he'll be he'll be out to start. You know, you know, with fire. Yeah, no, you don't absolutely. Him, you don't have him early, and he's playing on the G. Like that's, 
that's his house. Yeah, look, he is certainly is his historical average of scoring. And um, while he does have that as the predominant ground that he plays at across the year, and that's not uncommon for a lot of larger Melbourne clubs, uh, Collingwood are very, very similar in how many MCG games they get to, to Richmond, is he does score well in the big games. He does score well at the MCG. And when you do look at his season, you kind of look at it in these chunks of quiet at the start, explosive through the middle, and then kind of back to regular Dusty where you're getting the odd 80, you know, the odd low score through there, you know, a couple of 60s towards the back end of the year. But you're getting those hundreds and the big hundreds. What's really important to to qualify about the year, and you touched on it earlier, Fox, was the injuries that happened to Richmond. Two big injuries happened. Firstly, Jack Rewalt was pretty much out for the vast majority of the season. He got injured in round two early, um, injured again in round six, and it wasn't until round 17 we saw him. The reason that matters is there was also a very underdone Tom Lynch. All of a sudden, they need to manufacture some goals and another marking target through the forward line. And that is one of the things that, yes, it's great to isolate him, but it was more forced than by design. There was that. And then Trent Cotchin goes down injured. All of a sudden, they need that wisdom. They need that experience. They need that big body through the midfield. And and look, there are other injuries that happen to Richmond across the season. But that is one of the reasons why we saw some scoring differentiation across the year, where for those first set, seven weeks of the year he was needed to spend a lot more time forward then they change structures a little bit they rejig things around we've seen um, Richmond readjust to this so incredibly well over the past few years and then those full big midfield runs through the middle of the year happens but then the back end of the year that's when we start to see that consistency Uh, and man when we talk about our forward lines this year I think most fantasy coaches would agree, Lockie Whitfield, barring something drastic drastic going wrong, he should be the top point scoring forward for the year, should be. Then I find it hard to build a case that I could confidently say someone will outdo Dusty at number two. Yeah, t- I totally agree. Uh, Tom, Tom Lynch could. Yeah, Tom, don't start that, Fox. Don't. Don't start this turning into a Richmond thing. Look, he scores well at the MCG. Richmond have nine of the first 12 games, I believe, um, at the MCG. And and similar enough, not exactly the same because Dusty's shown that he can score anywhere, but similar enough to Basher Hooley, who we talked about earlier in the 50 most relevant. If you look at the splits of what he scored at the G as opposed to other grounds this year and historically over the past few seasons... He is a stronger performer at the MCG. He's one of the safest picks we're going to get through the forward lines. He's going to have one of the highest ownerships we're going to have. And I know, Fox, does that tempt you to take him on? Or is there too much risk associated should he fly out of the gate? Oh, far, far too much risk for me. Because um, he's, he's, I don't think he's going to be... I don't think he'll be unique. So, no, you know, no, 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 not at all. So everyone gets on him, and you, you, you're trying to chase points. Yeah, you know, he, he goes big early. Like 
going back to that, yeah, nine nine out of the first twelve at the MCG, this and year. and they're good they're good matches too. Like they got Carlton on the big stage, you know. There's four up. points. And he's going to be keen to go out there that day. Collingwood at the MCG. Then he's got St Kilda, his old team. You want to do well against them. Then the Crows at the MCG. Mm-hmm. Eagles away. But then he's got the Anzac Day. That's the big game. You know, we want to play well. And then they've got the uh, another one at the MCG, the G- GWS Grand Final, Grand Final rematch. It's going to be up for that one. And he always plays well the next week at the Gabba against the Lions. Yes, and he then, certainly then does. Then he's got the Cats at the MCG. That'll be the one he wants to take danger on. <laughs> so big on that one. And and then Essendon, he loves the G. It's one, the G, north of the G. It's just, it's, it's, it's similar to last year with the Richmond run home on the MCG. Yeah, it's, it's actually the reverse, isn't it? Where it was very heavy Richmond MCG on the run home. They get it this side of the year. And to suggest... Well, maybe he doesn't start the year early no matter what. Yep, you could build some data about that when it comes to the 2019 season, but I think there were more caveat reasons because of it. Look at that 2017 data, and even if you're not happy with going back to a personal best year, look at 2018. In AFL Fantasy over the first four or five weeks, 110, 127, 111. Yep, there's a 60-odd in there too. While in Supercoach, 139, 160, 93, 141, 91. So to suggest that he's a slow starter historically is false. That You can't use that anymore when it comes to Dustin Martin saying he's a slow starter because 2018 stats do not back that up. 2019 stats really don't back that up. Um, sorry, 2017. 2019, I think the caveats are around injuries to Richmond's structure for some moves. But gosh, if you want to take him on, that's fine. I will always applaud someone being brave. You're going to need uh, that Walters selection. You're going to need um, that Heaney selection. Whoever it is you're going after, you're going to need them to deliver big scores nice and quickly. Um but for me, you want him in, in your completed side. And a little bit more in contrast to Rory Led, who he talked about a few days ago, I think he can hurt you a little bit more with ceiling. And he's shown that even in the past 12 months, let alone the past 36 months. Yeah. Um, in 2019, Dusty had uh, sort of limited time on ground early too. So mm. he probably was coming back from slight injury too. So you've got to you know, factor that in to to why the scores might have been a little bit lower. Um, one one thing also probably want to bring up. Um, you know, Presty has Presty has gone on and on, and um, uh, Richmond take on GWS twice. You know, in twenty twenty. So, but I reckon the ball's probably going to go more likely maybe to Prestia. Well, we saw that, didn't we? We saw that infamous game early on in the season where DeBoer went to Dusty and really did negate him well. But in the grand final, it was straight to Prestia and Dusty was more than happy to play deep forward. So if he does get a tight tag, whether it be a DeBoer or anybody else, he just goes deep forward. They push Lynch and Rewalt up a little bit higher up the ground, make him play deep inside the forward 30, really. Uh, and there's no midfielder that can go with him there. And then if he, he gets, possible, yeah. yeah, and if he gets a tall defender, he'll just burn him off at, at ground level. So, uh, is he taggable? Absolutely, he's taggable. Um, 
but I just uh, see Richmond but, making the change in the structure to make it, you know, incredible impact. Yeah, like you said, I believe he uh, doesn't get the ball. Like Prestia's Prestia's gone leaps and bounds. He, he's the one. He's the one. He's the one that's going to get the ball. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. DeBoer's a real great tagger. Uh, ben Jacobs is. And there have been others that have got a hold of Dustin Martin as well. But, look, as far as I'm concerned, you're going to want Dusty in your completed side, barring you know something happening on the injury front. And in contrast to others, he has the ceiling and has got the history of big scoring runs that he can take games and years away from you really quickly. Again... Kudos to anyone that wants to take him on. I just think um, it's a little cute. I, I wouldn't be doing it. I'm not doing do it, you, should I say. Do yourself a favour and save the trade. Yeah, well, you're going to want him anyway, so get it in early, that's for sure. Uh, before we wrap up the episode, Fox, where do we go for him in a draft? Is a late first round too early, or is he rather someone you want to pick up on the turn in the second? Where are you looking to pick up Dustin Martin? Earlier in a Supercoach draft, but yeah, first First round. First round, no matter what format? First round, yeah. Wow. Uh, maybe a little, maybe a touch, in the, maybe start of the second in Dream Team, but you've got to go early in Supercoach. Yeah, look, he, he, he's he gone, I agree, inside probably the top 15 selections across all formats. Um, I, I don't, I'm not opposed to a late first round pick if it means I'm able to pair him up with a real strong top tier midfielder on the turn, which you should be able to do. So, look, if you don't think he'll... I don't know, if you've got pick eight, for example, and uh, he's still available, but you don't think he'll make it through to you back on the turn, sure, go and get him absolutely no problem if you'll get a comparable midfielder than what you'd get on on that first side of the selection. Um, Totally okay with that, but he's going inside the top 15 in just about every draft I can see. I'm likely to go. If I get the turn, I'm likely to go Dusty and Lynch. Oh, you're going two Tiger forwards with your first two picks. No, that's a joke. Get your joke. glasses off, mate. That's for sure. It is late, MJ. I'm, it, I'm, I'm a dark as the possum running along the fence. Well, t- Okay, you're not meant to tell people when we're recording it. You're just meant to let them, you know, sort themselves. It could be someone's very early morning. Uh, they're listening to this. Anyway, mate, appreciate your thoughts on uh, Dustin Martin. All right, thank you, and I look forward to the next episode. Yeah, mate, we're getting close now. Number seven in the 50 most relevant drops tomorrow. If you want to find out who that is early, you can go and find out all the links to join our Patreon army, support the coaches panel, and get early content from the 50 most relevant and some extra exclusive stuff as well. All that is for you online at coachespanel.tv. The number seven player in the 50 most relevant Man, it's getting tight, but who will it be? I'll tell you soon.